0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Midminton Gaming. I am your host Juice, and today I am joined by Giovanni. Giovanni, go ahead and say hi.
1: Hello. Uh, my name is Giovanni, and I am going to be running the battle group game at Midmitten Gaming Con, and I'm really excited for it.
0: Awesome. We're we're very excited as well. We kind of gotten to know Giovanni a little bit here just for a few minutes, and uh, go ahead if you will then. Um, Tell us about yourself, maybe specifically your tabletop in uh, wargaming
1: history. Uh, I got into playing wargames when I was 12 years old, maybe. Uh, it was the fourth edition of Warhammer back in the early 90s. Um, I picked up Space Hulk around that time, that first edition Space Hulk game. And then also played uh, HeroQuest and Battle Masters. Oh, nice, okay. So it's all right around that same time frame. Uh, and then through high school, kept playing that stuff. And then in college, everything kind of fell off. Um, just you know, having space and money and time to right. pursue the hobby. And then after that, uh, once I had kids, we kind of moved into a little bit bigger house, so I had more space. And that was five, five, six years ago when we moved. And I picked up uh, a box of Flames of War, the open fire box. I was just really interested in World War II at that time and the smaller scale and started building that and playing Flames of War. I didn't play a ton of Flames of War enough to kind of get into it and understand the rules. And I really just wanted uh, wanted something a little different, uh, something that was a little less focused on the competitive side of gaming and more historical side. And that's how I found battle group. I just searched around for other world war II rules that I could still use the same miniatures for. And that's how I fell into that.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a little bit, I played historical games with uh, Jeff a little bit. He played uh, flames of war. He's also played like, uh, Two Fat Lardies has some system he's kind of showing me and stuff, but oh, yeah. I haven't got too far into it yet. The main historical game I've kind of eyeballed has been Blood and Plunder. I've been thinking about dipping my toes into oh, that. All the pirates. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I really like that air and everything else, you know. So, Well, that's awesome, though. So, you know, with that, you talked about Battle Group. Battle Group is going to be what you're going to be running in and Gaming Con. So tell us a little bit about the game, you know, the setting, the scales, um, some different things about it.
1: So the game is it's a World War II tabletop war game, right? <clears throat> uh, and scale it's one to one. So on the tabletop, you know, one tank is going to be one tank, one infantry man is one infantry man. Uh, scale wise, I play in fifteen millimeter, but there's people that play anywhere from six millimeter up to twenty eight millimeter.
0: Okay, is it miniature agnostic then?
1: It is, yeah. Okay. So the rules are put out by Plastic Soldier Company, and they do have a line of miniatures, but they're kind of limited because they're just large plastic kits. So if you want some of the more, um, like harder to find miniatures, things like that, then you can use other manufacturers too. Um, The way the books come out, there's a rule book which covers the rules, how to, you know, play the game. And then there's theater books. And I think there is around 15 theater books right now. And those cover specific locations and time of World War II. So you'll have, like, there's a Stalingrad book, which covers that year of the war on the Eastern Front. Uh, There's a couple of different North Africa books, which cover the opening part of the North Africa fight. And then once the Americans get involved, uh, for, for Northwestern Europe, you have, there's a specific D-Day book and then there's a D-Day plus one book. It's called Beyond the Beaches. There's a Market Garden book. Uh, there's a Battle of the Bulge book. Dang. Okay. Then, so there's quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And each book is the smaller books run about a hundred pages. And then there's a few hardback books that run close to 200 pages and a lot of it is just history and timeline in those books. They're really okay. They're really fun to read. It, there's so a lot it's, of information there.
0: Is it too like an overarching campaign over the whole thing in that setting? Then,
1: yeah, it's it's trying to cover almost all aspects of World War II are covered, except the fighting in China isn't covered. Uh, there's not a China book, and. There's a late-war Pacific book, but not an early-war Pacific book. Um, but I think pretty much everything else is covered.
0: Nice, okay. All right, so so some agnostic, So it has some varying skills. So mm-hmm. what, uh, what kind of system is it? Is it a D20 system? or?
1: It's based on D6s, um, and it's, it's an I-go-you-go mechanic, but there's ways to break that up so that both sides are involved throughout the turn one of my kind of favorite parts of the game. So there's a few, right? I am I really like this game. Um, there's the orders mechanic. And then there's also the morale system. And then the morale system is kind of split into individual unit morale and then your overall morale, which is called the battle rating. Um, <clears throat> so the orders mechanic that I really like, you don't ever get enough orders to really activate all of your units on the table so you kind of have to pick and choose which ones you want to focus on uh each officer that you have on the table is going to give you an order plus depending on the size of the game you get a d6 roll or 2d6 to give you extra orders okay and the orders allow you to do uh typically two actions per unit so like move and fire Um, You can move twice, things like that. Uh, But then there's reaction orders that you can give to your unit. And that allows a unit to act on the enemy's turn. So the reaction order stays with the unit. And then you can interrupt the enemy's turn at any time, pretty much, to activate those units to go and do something. So those can become really powerful. Um, It's essentially like ambush fire or um, there's a reaction move order, too.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me, uh, just based you know off that so far, I don't know if you've played Infinity, but yeah, you generate these different orders. Now Infinity, you can keep spinning the same order on the same unit. Like, can the commanders or lieutenants anything like that? Can they do more orders or can they do more actions in a turn than like
1: normal troops and stuff? Um. Not really. No. Um, each. So, like, the officer will give you an extra order if they're, you know, alive on the table. Uh, But each unit can only activate once. Unless, so this comes down to the morale system. Uh, There's a thing called beyond the call of duty. So, if your unit ever has to take a morale test and it's on a D6 and they pass with a 6, there's a possibility that they can get a, can pass the beyond the call of duty role. And that gives them a free order. So you could be shooting at an enemy tank and hit that enemy tank. The enemy tank takes a morale test, pass with a six. They pass their beyond the call of duty test, and then they get a free order and they could fire back at you or move out of the way or something like that.
0: It's awesome. I think it's kind of thematic too. I like the way they call it that beyond the call of duty too. Cause it's very like, it just kind of, I don't know, makes it feel, I guess, more epic. In, in a way, you know, gives you that flow, so that's really cool, yeah, so, what other, what other kind of things, so the order mechanic is, is one of your favorite there, so what other things can you kind of expect, um, especially for me, so Jeff's, like, the big historical guy for, you know, our, I guess, immediate play group and stuff like that, he's played a lot of different ones, but, um, I've kind of focused, I guess, on more, um, I played more fantasy based uh skirmish games and miniature games and that kind of stuff. So what kind of other stuff does it does it have as far as like um uh we you know, you talked about various scales, so does uh, battle groups, is there a lot of like um you know, not just uh infantry, is there a lot of like um you know, I guess like tanks and those kind of things and you know, uh various like uh vehicles and stuff like that?
1: Um <clears throat> Yeah, there's a, there's like a whole breadth of different types of vehicles that you can have on the table. Uh, it's got rules covering for engineering, so you could have like a like a heavy bridging units on the table. Or there's supply trucks, uh, horse-drawn wagons. Uh, you can have onboard artillery pieces, so like a self-propelled artillery gun. They have – like I have a unit of airborne tanks that I'm going to be – Bringing with me no,
0: for awesome. the <laughs> scenario,
1: uh, so they're just like light skinned, fast moving tanks. The uh, you know the Germans have tons of different half tracks, and there's rules for all of them. So and then like the I think it was the 21st Panzer Division in France in Normandy had a bunch of weird like French conversions of of armored vehicles. And then there's rules for all of those to feel them. Nice. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. So and I know there's,
1: the,
0: yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. I know there's like a ton of different divisions. It's funny to hear my historical buddies start talking about it. Cause <laughs> my knowledge quickly goes down. I'm like, Oh um, yeah, that I, I can recognize that tank. And they're like, yeah. And they're talking about the different attachments. And I'm like, um, yeah. We'll <laughs> go ahead and continue. Yeah.
1: So the way the lists are built in the game, each, um, So each theater kind of has its specific amount that you need, but depending on the size of the game, you have to have a certain amount of infantry platoons. And then every infantry platoon that you take allows you to take choices from uh, supporting tanks or reconnaissance units or logistics units, artillery units. So you have to have a certain core base before you can take other more specialized units. And uh, the way the game mechanics work, it really benefits to have a mix of infantry and and vehicles in the game. Okay, a little more historical, historical play, historical tactics.
0: So with the I go, you go. Um, to go back to that mechanic a little bit, is it similar in scope where so you use one of your activation points and then you do like a move shoot with a unit and then your opponent would then get to activate something and do the same?
1: Uh, No, you get to, you have your set orders for your turn and you can go from one unit to the next unit to the next unit and the only way the enemy can break up your turn is either with a, a reaction order So like the ambush fire or the reserve move orders that they have given to a unit or with a beyond the call of duty test.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, and I remember you talking about the reactions a little bit earlier, too. So that's awesome. So you kind of feel, have like a fluid moving, you know, where you can kind of, they can, your opponent can react to stuff that you can have like your Mm -hmm. your whole thing going and stuff. And then you got to make sure you're using your order
1: resource properly to move the right units during the right times and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, so... Just for scale, the game that I'm putting on, each player, so it's going to be like uh, three on three is what I'm, you know, if I get that many players, right? Um, But each player is going to have about eight to ten units, and they'll have one or two officers each plus a D6 for their orders.
0: Okay that yeah, that sounds like it'll be really fun. So it'll feel like a grand scale, but they'll only have a little bit they'll have to worry about in the mm-hmm. like as a especially just learning game. That's awesome. So you know that being said, so you've already started talking about it a little bit. Um, so what can people expect from uh, your event at Midmitten gaming con? So you know what um, I guess what specific battle or specific scene are you going for with the battle groups and then uh, maybe a little bit about the two sides that are fighting or something like that?
1: So I picked a scenario out of the rule book called a recon screen. And that scenario is there's two oppo- opposing <clears throat> um, recon units that are trying to exploit an open area in the enemy's lines. And then those recon screens will clash. And then their reserve units, that are, you know the, the infantry and the tanks, will... Um, you know, move on to the tabletop. So I picked that so that players can start with essentially just a couple of units on the table and learn how to move them and roll dice for them before they get all the other toys put on the table.
0: That makes sense. They um, don't run the tank way out there and get dust the demolished right. or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, but the game is taking place in late June, Normandy, 1944. So right after the D-Day landings, It's a hypothetical situation, but based in something that could have happened. And the opposing forces are British airborne units. Uh, So the Red Devils, the, uh, what is it, 6th Airborne Division, I believe. And they're going to be supported by some um, British tanks versus uh, German Panzer Grenadiers. So they have, the Germans are going to have half tracks and some heavier armor um yeah it takes place in normandy there's going to be hedgerows and some some farmhouses some forests
0: okay wow. yeah that sounds awesome when you said germans to immediately think of my buddy ian he's going to be running some conquest demos there for us but he's sweet he's definitely going to be checking that out i bet for sure so that's awesome though we uh you know, we're super excited to um, have you there. And, uh, you know, for anybody listening right now, especially um, if you're interested in any kind of historical games, this this battle group sounds like a really good option for you, especially being miniature agnostic. I think that's, that's really awesome mm-hmm. because depending on what game you're playing, uh, Flames of War, for instance, you mentioned earlier, you know, they've got their own line of stuff, but it's kind of nice that you could potentially use your Flames of War stuff to play.
1: Oh, yeah. And you don't even have to know, rebase them.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the same base size and everything you can use too. Okay. Yeah. Like,
1: I got my 15 millimeter stuff is almost all individually based, but you can use a base of, you know, with the four infantrymen on it and just mark casualties off. So there's people that do that all the time. Awesome. And then okay. you can play both systems.
0: Yeah. So, like, even, I'm, I'm guessing, like, even bolt action, you could use something like that to play. totally. Yeah. So that's really great. You know, if you've been looking at and you know, listeners, you've been looking at any kind of historical games, you know, it sounds like a really great option because basically you get two games for the price of one as long as you pick up this rule set. You know, if you're looking at some of the other, you know, miniature uh, systems out there like Bold Action or Flames of War and, um, you know, we're... um, no, no, we're just we're really excited. It's going to be cool. Maybe in GamingCon in general, if you've been listening, we're going to have like a you know a bunch of different stuff. I mentioned Conquest earlier. There's a lot of fantasy based stuff with DGS being there for Free Blades and stuff. But we've also got this. We've got another system that our good friend Rod is going to be running from uh, FlintCon. He's going to be running Triumph, which is. Uh, I want to play that game. Yeah, and we hope you get into it too. I was going to say with historicals, there's two versions. I'm not. Uh, we did an episode talking about it, but Triumph and at a base level is kind of like a historicals, but it also has Fantasy Triumph, which has like you know some more mystical stuff. If you, you know, are looking to get into that kind of stuff. So, uh, Giovanni, what days are you going to be running at mid and Gaming Con?
1: I think as of now, I'm running it Friday evening and Sunday morning.
0: Awesome. Okay.
1: And I'll, I'll be there all weekend long hanging out. And I have, I've picked up all of the, uh, all the scenario books from battle group. I've collected them all and I plan on bringing them all with me so people can check them out if they want to look them over, if they're interested in something. So
0: awesome. And we're going to have some, probably some open spaces too. So if you end up finding a group that wants to play. Yeah, you know, they definitely can do that. In the meantime though, I think the way that Jeff's got it set up for those that are listening to, especially if you're a GM, Jeff's got the floor plan, he's kinda in charge of that. I believe most people that are logged you know signed up like Giovanni for the whole weekend I believe you have your own dedicated space the whole weekend. So Saturday, even though he won't be running, I think the table space will still be set aside for Giovanni. So, Oh, awesome. He'll be able to go in and don't quote me on that. You know, Jeff might listen to me later and, and <laughs> smite me. I'm going to get real upset if it's not. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I guess, Yeah. I'll be like, here, you're going to have this table. But, um, but yeah, so we're you know we're excited. We're trying to make that accommodation for the GMs, especially since they're taking time, they're running games, and so that that way they can play their favorite game while they're you know in between sessions or anything like that. So, but uh, Saturday, so we had um, we've been talking to some more vendors and stuff. So if you've listened to any of the recent episodes, you know this goes for anybody. Um, we have a couple just local vendors that uh, have partnered with us. So Dozers, a sandwich shop just down the road from the Commission on Aging. They are giving a discount to anybody that comes in with their Midminton Gaming Con bracelet after you sign up and everything. I think it's 10 or 15%. Um, we also partnered with Pizzanello's for some discounts and stuff for them. We also just recently talked to um, Ignite Donuts. So it's a really cool donut place here in town. It's on a mission. And Ignite's going to be coming out, it sounds like, Saturday morning. And um, they're going to have their donut cart <laughs> outside so- the front of the. Um, uh, commission there so if you're looking for good breakfast to pair with your next level espresso coffee uh, they're going to be vending there they're going to be providing that food right on site so you know just out well, outside anyway they have really good stuff uh, Casey the owner he's he's an awesome guy he runs uh, they use the same cart for like farm uh, farmers markets and stuff like that but he does this special like I don't know it's like a special type of dough I really don't know it's like not a brioche I don't know if that's a proper word but uh it, it's just really good he puts special glazes on it and I don't know what all they'll have there yet but we're really excited and um in general you know it's coming up here fast for about a little under a month out and um you know we we're just super excited especially because we're able to do this um you know for for charity that's our, our main focus um and to giovanni's point we're really excited to see you know different gaming groups coming together because the whole point of this con it has tournaments and stuff but we just want to have fun with people so we're really excited to meet giovanni we're really excited to be able to you know hang out play some different games hopefully giovanni it sounds like is going to be checking out some other games too maybe meeting some people around the community absolutely yeah Yeah, so uh, you know we thank you guys so much for listening, Giovanni. Thank you so much for um, coming in and doing the episode with us. Uh, I'm excited. You know, if anybody has any kind of you know interest in historicals, come check it out. I mean, it's it sounds like an awesome system. The battle alone, I just like, I just want to like see this thing laid out because it sounds like it's going to be super fun. So hopefully. I get a chance to go pop over there and at least do like a quick demo or something, but I'll be facilitating. So we'll see how that happens. But
1: (laughs) the table should look pretty good. I've got, I built a bunch of scenery for it. So I've got uh, fields and haystacks and buildings and hedgerows and roads. So forests. Yeah. It should look pretty good.
0: Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds, I love seeing historicals like just, when it's all laid out and you've got tanks going across, you know, the, and then you've got just soldiers and infantry running around, it's it's a it's a pretty cool thing to see, especially like when you know it sounds like like you've done take your time and you've gone down to the nitty gritty details of it, which is really fun. So awesome! Well, thanks for joining us, and anyone listening, you guys have a wonderful day and
1: a wonderful time. Thanks for having me. Take care.